Hello and welcome back to Choices. I am your host, Nick Kroll. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the third pillar, and that is sleep. So diet, exercise, sleep are obviously the three key factors into being basically well-rounded when it comes to good workouts, looking good, feeling good. Um, those three things are huge. So last couple episodes were diet, uh, diet and exercise. Today, we're going to talk about sleep. I'm going to give you a pretty short cliff notes on sleep, basically, uh, kind of tie it into why it's important for your uh, body when you're working out, what it does for you, and just help you understand sleep a little bit more because it is very confusing. Um, however, Matthew Walker is really the guy to go to. I've listened to all of his podcasts, read a couple of his books, one of them being Why We Sleep, which is where I would start if I was interested in uh, sleep. Um, he's just very knowledgeable. He's a neuroscientist out of Berkeley. And it's very fascinating uh, what he knows and how much research he's done on sleep. So without further ado, we'll kind of jump into this. So right now, this is going to be for the the average person who doesn't work out, uh, doesn't really care about muscle growth. You just want to know why sleep is important. Well, it lowers your risk of diabetes, lowers your risk of heart disease, lowers your risk of Alzheimer's, reduces your stress, boosts your immune system so you're less likely to get sick on the day-to-day as well. Um, and you're more mentally and cognitively sharp. So Matt Walker came out with this stat, and it was on daylight savings when we lose an hour of sleep, there is a 25% increase in car crashes the next day. On the spring ahead, when we gain an hour of sleep, there's a 25% decrease in car crashes the next day. I mean, that is essentially a 50% swing if you're looking at it from the 25% increase to the 25% decrease just because of sleeping better. So I'll kind of leave the general sense of it at that and then we'll talk a little bit more right now about why it's important for your muscle growth. So when you're sleeping, you're releasing uh, amino acids into your bloodstream faster than your normal rate. What are amino acids? Well, amino acids are basically the things that are helping your muscles recover, repair themselves, and grow. Um, I could go into a whole breakdown of those. We'll save that for another time. But it's releasing those quicker to your bloodstream than when you're in your wakeful state. Um, during REM sleep, you're releasing growth hormone, which is obviously what you need if you're trying to grow and you're trying to gain muscle. It spikes your insulin, which is the thing that does transport those amino acids to your cells through your bloodstream, and that's causing protein synthesis. And it prevents you from becoming catabolic, which is basically when your body is eating itself. Um, and that's like a kind of gross way to explain that. But your body is so exhausted that it starts breaking down its own muscle. Um, and when that happens, obviously, it makes it much harder to build muscle because you're tired. You can't push through a set. You're tired. You don't make good choices on your diet. And I've seen these things firsthand. I've experienced these things firsthand. There's been times in my life where I've been tired. Um, I have my sleep down pretty good now. However, I'm going to be a father soon, so I'm sure my sleep is going to go down the drain again. Um, but all these things are decreasing your chances of growing in the gym physically, mentally. So how do you sleep better? Because obviously sleep is very important. It does. It has all these amazing benefits for you. Uh, well, one, obviously easier one, exercise, herbal teas, stuff like that, uh, like a chamomile tea before bed not drinking caffeine late at night. Like these are all the obvious things that we think of, right? But um, 
if you don't know, your phone emits blue light. TVs emit blue light. Blue light blocks um, your melatonin receptors. Melatonin is basically what tells your body, hey, it's time to go to bed. Um, as the sun goes down, your melatonin levels increase. And blue light is decreasing your melatonin levels. Uh, it doesn't block the receptors. That's a, that's a different thing. I'll talk about that in a second. Sorry. Um, so as the sun goes down, your melatonin levels increase. When that happens, your body is recognizing, okay, it's time to go to bed. As you watch TV, look at your phone, look at your laptop, in your bed especially, it's reducing your levels of melatonin so it doesn't think it's bedtime yet. Your body also starts to associate bed with more than just a place that you go to sleep. Um, And when your brain starts to associate that, it makes it much harder to fall asleep than if your brain recognizes, oh, this is where we sleep. So people that go to bed on their phone and wake up on their phone... Your brain doesn't know that bed is where you go to sleep. It's like why it's a little bit harder to fall asleep on a couch most of the time because your brain doesn't think that's where you go to sleep. Um, So just associating uh, bed with sleep is going to help. This is a little bit weird, but I've heard Matt Walker explain this before. Sleeping with socks on and even mittens in theory would help um, because you want to keep your extremities warm, but you want to cool your core body temperature. So... um, little interesting there personally don't really sleep with socks on I have tried it when my feet are like freezing I'll put socks on and it will I don't know maybe I'm just crazy maybe it's a placebo but I swear I sleep better when I do that um cooler room not having alcohol in your system so we'll get into this a little bit later as well when we talk about REM sleep but alcohol actually blocks your REM sleep and when you block your REM sleep it has to catch up later on in the night And when that happens, you're losing out on your deep sleep, which is your physical recovery. So anytime that you have alcohol in your system, just basically pretend that you're not sleeping until the alcohol gets out of your system, which is usually in a few hours later after the night. But that's also why Monday mornings, most people hate them and they feel like crap because Friday or Saturday night, you go out drinking, you stay up late, and then say you go to bed at 12, but you got alcohol in your system. Really, you don't fall asleep till maybe three, four, five, I don't know. Then you get up at eight, nine, 10, and your circadian rhythm is all off. And your circadian rhythm is the most important thing when it comes to being able to sleep good, being able to fall asleep pretty much on command. Um, And your circadian rhythm is basically just your behavioral patterns of your body around a 24-hour clock. So uh, when you look look at like wavelengths, right, they go up and down nice and smooth just like that. Well, think about that as like wakefulness and sleep, wakefulness and sleep, going up and down that uh, wavelength nice and smooth. And then all of a sudden, Friday hits and wakefulness continues to, to go up, up, up. And then sleep comes back down and then wakefulness goes up, up, up. And you kind of lose that little rhythm that you had going. Um, and that's that's detrimental to your sleep. That's like the number one thing that you want to do if you want to sleep better is sync your circadian rhythm. Um, so every single day of the week, you're going to bed and waking up at the same time. And I personally do that. And I'll tell you, I sleep like an absolute brick. I go to bed in between 9 and 10 almost every single night. And I wake up between 5 and 6 every single day. And I sleep so good. I mean, my wife can attest to it. Like, she'll be talking sometimes as we're going to bed, and I'm just out cold. And I don't even do it on purpose. She's like, dude, are you, what are you doing? How are you sleeping that fast? Um, it's just because my body is so used to 9.30, 10 o'clock, out. And I'll wake up before my alarm probably 85% of the time. Um, the rare occasion that I go to bed, like, later than 10, if we were out doing something or whatever, 
I will use my alarm to actually get me up. But I, uh, I set my alarm for 4.59 or 5.29 just about every single day. Uh, it's one of those two depending on when I'm starting with clients or my workout, whatever it may be for the next day. And I am almost up before my alarm, I would say 85, 90% of the time. Um, so that's the tips I have on getting better sleep. Um, now, how do you understand sleep a little bit better and your sleep cycles? So what was REM, REM sleep stages one through four? All that is kind of like foreign knowledge, foreign language. Um, but Matt Walker has done a pretty good job explaining it. I've done a lot of research on it. So I'll break them down in kind of a cliff notes version here. So essentially throughout the night, you have four stages of sleep. You have light sleep, which is stages one and two. You have deep sleep, which is basically just stage three. And then you have four, which is your REM sleep. So four is kind of also that deep sleep. Um, hard to be woken up from that. But REM sleep, which is what stage four is, is your dream sleep, essentially, which is why you'll notice. Um, I'll actually, let me get back to that. I'll get to that one after. I'll, get, I'll explain more in a second because it'll make more sense later. So every cycle is different. Every sleep cycle, meaning you're going through one, two, three, four, every sleep cycle is anywhere from like 90 to 120 minutes. So they're not all just 90 minutes. They they kind of come in waves and it depends on your state, depends on if you've already been sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. So stage one is basically your body isn't relaxed. Your brain is starting to slow down, but it's not quite slowing down. Like you're still thinking if somebody said, hey, what's what's going on? You'd be like, oh, ha, nothing. Um, and it lasts anywhere from like one to seven minutes usually. And then you'll jump into stage two. Stage two lasts anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes. And this is when your heart rate starts to slow down. Your core body temperature starts to drop a little bit. Um, your muscles start to relax, your brain starts to slow down, and you're basically sleeping at this point. Um, maybe if someone was like hitting you, you'd wake up pretty quickly. Um, and this becomes longer over the night. So that 10 to 25 minutes, first half of the night, usually it's like 10 minutes as the night goes on, maybe it's 15, 20 minutes in this cycle, um, versus stage one, that one to seven minutes after that, uh, at first it's a little bit longer and it gets a little bit shorter as the night goes on. So that's one and two. Stage three, now this is a very important stage for your body, uh, for those who work out, because stage three, this is when your muscle recovery is happening. This is when you're basically uh, out cold. You're breathing and your heart rate are slower. Your brain activity is in what's called delta waves. To be honest, don't really know what that means, um, but it's essentially the brain activity is very slow at this point. They're nice and slow, but they're uh, in sync. Um I don't really know how to explain that super well. It's it's all in sync. It's basically like um that uh like a heart rate monitor. It's like one, two, three, four. Everything's in sync to where in stage two it's a little bit more rapid, a little bit more like um pulsating. And um you will though in stage three, your brain will kind of like send some like signals that go off the chart for a second and then come right back down and everything is um the all right let me explain it this way the way matt walker explained it that made a lot of sense was if you're in a crowded stadium um and everybody's talking you can't really make out what anybody's saying it's kind of crazy it's kind of hectic and that's what your brain waves are doing in that like stage one stage two as you get to stage three 
It's more like when the crowd's quiet and the announcer's talking or the crowd's chanting and you can make out what they're saying. You know, there's a chant, gets louder, gets quieter, and you can understand exactly what they're saying. Uh, that's kind of the best way to explain like the delta waves, I guess. Uh, I wasn't going to explain those because I did a pretty bad job explaining it, but there you go. So in stage three, this is when you're going to get the most deep sleep as well. And you're also going to have more of it in the first half of the night. So stage three is 20 to 40 minutes usually. And that is that 20 minutes is usually later in the night. That 40 minutes is usually in that first half of the night. So it's very important that you're getting your deep sleep. And I'm going to get to that in one second as we get into REM sleep. So REM sleep, which is stage four, is also that deeper sleep. Now, the benefit to this is the learning, creativity, boosting your memory, your cognitive ability. So REM sleep is very important for your mental health. And stage three sleep is very important for your physical health. So in, in REM sleep, this is anywhere from um, 60 to 90 minutes, or sorry, 40 to 60 minutes. Um, and this is usually in the second half of the night. So why is that important? Why is REM sleep in the second half of the night important? Because those of you who drink on a Friday night when you drink, you're blocking the REM sleep from the first half of the night because your body can't enter REM sleep with alcohol in its system. So now as you do that, now you're missing out on that stage three, that recovery sleep, because you're missing your REM sleep and your recovery sleep with alcohol in your system. And then as the alcohol gets out of your system, it's trying to make up on REM sleep that it didn't get from before. So stage three kind of goes out the window and that's why you don't feel physically recovered. Um, kind of interesting. So in stage four, your body is basically not moving. You're in a, a paralysis almost to where the only things that can move are your eyes and your respiratory system, uh, the muscles that help you breathe. So if you ever look at somebody that's in REM sleep, you'll see their eyes kind of shaking back and forth. Uh, it's very weird, very fascinating. I mean, I'll see it in my dogs sometimes. If they fall asleep on the couch, you can just see their eyes kind of shaking back and forth. And that's how you know someone's in REM sleep. They're having a dream. Um, typically is dream sleep. Um, and that's kind of uh, the gist of it. I mean, it makes up 25% of your sleep, but that's kind of the gist of REM sleep and why it's so important. Um, it's just helping you mentally. So you're going to make better decisions throughout the day uh, versus, you know, eating poorly in your diet. That's a very common one. So when you don't sleep as well, you don't make as good of a decision on your diet. Maybe you have a half-assed workout. Um, all these things happen. And again, this is life. Like this isn't, you're not going to sleep seven hours exactly, eight hours exactly, perfectly every single night. Uh, I will say though, it's going to be a lot better for you if you can sync your circadian rhythm, if you can limit your caffeine intakes, if you can limit your blue light, if you can uh, maybe go without drinking alcohol as much. Um, all these things are going to help you sleep a little bit better. And if you're sleeping a little bit better, you're going to grow more. You're going to have better workouts. You're going to eat better. And everything else is going to kind of fall into place. I truly do believe personally that uh, sleep is the most important of the three when it comes to diet, exercise, and sleep. Because without sleep, the other two, I don't want to say they're useless, but the other two kind of fall apart if you don't have good sleep mixed in there. Um, that's really all I have. A lot of this was kind of scientific-y, and I don't really do that. So uh, if anyone has questions, as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Nick underscore Kroll. Go to my website at rnfitnessgym.com, and uh, 
go to the inquire for coaching tab and there's a little question uh, not a questionnaire but a blank form that you can fill out your name email you can ask a question there i'll get back to you there um i will tell you this nights that i sleep and i go to bed at on time i sleep a lot better versus nights that i don't go to bed on time i have noticed like let's say i try to go to bed at 10 30 11 i can't even fall asleep anymore uh and it's weird because i'll stay up but i'll still wake up at the same time in the morning because my body is naturally like prepared to wake up at that 5, 5.30 mark. So um, that's just the circadian rhythm aspect of it, like trying to keep it something consistent, even if you don't go to bed consistently. But biggest thing is to also just wake up. You know, Don't sit in bed and scroll through your phone on Instagram and hit snooze a billion times because your body doesn't know when it's actually waking up anymore. And you keep kind of entering into these light sleep cycles because it's only for a few minutes, then you're awake and then you're back in light sleep. Then you're awake to shut your alarm and you just keep repeating that cycle. Um, and it's just not beneficial for you, especially long-term when you look at why sleep is important, like overall, as far as you're lowering your heart disease risk, your diabetes, all that stuff. So thank you for listening. Um, And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Take care.